I can't do it. I can't do it. Because now you guys are staring at me. Hello and welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon. We are a twice-weekly podcast dedicated to celebrating the two beautiful-to-live radio show slash podcast. On Saturdays, we bring guests to talk about their relationship with TVTL, play their favorite segment, and hash it over. You just got that one with April from Denver, a lovely human being. And I can't do the show all by myself, so the silent assassin is actually sitting next to me tonight. <laughs> I'm in his home. Uh, Christie's Moon and Stars, Jeremy, handsome, probably one of the most handsome men in Everett tonight <laughs> that I've seen. And I've been around for about 20 minutes. He at least has all his teeth. Yeah. He's a good looking fella. Um, and th- that's Christy. I'm joined by the lovely Christy Wise. Hello, Hello. Christy. Hello. Uh, boy, was this a big week. Uh, not so much uh, with the show or the <laughs> with TBTL, uh, the actual content. Uh, we're going to go over some of that. Obviously, this is our week in review. But there's a lot of stuff that happened to the side of it. And we uh, will do Christy's Corner. I have a Green Grasshopper update that uh, I gave at the meetup last night. But, of course, we're going to talk about the, those meetups, the TBTL meetup on Thursday night at the Mariners and our meetup uh, last night at uh, uh, Patty Coins. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still – it was about Recovery. a six-hour thing. Got home very, very late. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, we'll do the week in review, including the clip of the week, which, of course, is all about cat rolling this Has week. Uh, one of the greatest cat rolls of all time, and that's a high bar. And I'll tell you how to get involved at the end, and I think that's uh, that sets the table. So um, I'm here in, in uh, Seattle, Everett, right now. As most of you know, and I've been here all week. And Saturday, I uh, went out along with my friend Barb Aerosmith, who is a LRB, um, LRB fan and a TVTL fan, and my friend Mo uh, Marianne, who spends time with us over on the Takedown podcast. And we went to the Green Grasshoppers game. Uh, we arrived at the ed- beautiful little field in Edmonds. We arrived about 15 minutes before the game. The team was gathering. Um, it was sort of a short. They were short this week, Christy. Were there Two some, players yeah. gone to this week. Yeah. So, um, so it was very important that all the all the grasshoppers get involved this week. Yes. At least I thought it was important. Yes. But one of the grasshoppers didn't want to get involved. What happened there, Christy? I we still don't know the actual truth. But Ellie decided about fifteen minutes into um, practice that she didn't want to practice anymore, mm-hmm. and. She then just was standing in the middle of the field kicking dirt. And I told her that she had to go in the dugout if she don't, because it's not safe. When, so when the game play, the 30 minutes of game no, play. No, when we were on the field practicing, when Jeremy was teaching the kids positions of where, so there's no more battle ball. Right. Teaching them where they're allowed to go. Okay. And um, during that, she said she didn't want to play anymore. And she was just spacing out and looking yeah. away. Okay. And I said that it's not safe, so she needed to go in the dugout if she wasn't going to play. Okay. Did she do that? She did. But the fact that you told her that, she got mad. She did, and I think it hurt her feelings. But we're coaching, so we can't manage our feelings. And right. then when the game started, I said, are you sure you don't want to play? And she said, no, I want to be with Mike. Oh, that's you. That's and so me. that's why I said she's coming to you. Okay. 
and because it's a weird field there's you yeah. enter and exit through the dugout and then it's on the street yeah so she kind of had to go into the street and then come, come to over to to the stands where we were and the mm-hmm. stands are set in a weird place where you can't really, you can't see, really anything. see anything it's a it's, it's a strange weird. setup so yeah she came over to the stands and uh, I, I started to ask her you know what was going on if mm-hmm. she wanted to play and then she just said she wanted to get on the top of the of the bleachers so mm-hmm. she climbed up on top of the bleachers and just sort of laid down face down up there and and that was that was the end of that she didn't even come close to playing I offered to take her out into the field mm-hmm. um because I wanted to not not be a chief but mm-hmm. I thought I would could be a chief if that meant that she would play but she wasn't having it and and several other of her fans she had the most fans of anybody there <laughs> there were at least eight nine ten yes. people there just for Ellie <laughs> and didn't she didn't play and none of us could talk her into playing yeah she then she told one of our grandmas that were there that someone told her she's not very good at baseball really but I don't know who would have told her that. Well, I saw her afterwards. Jeremy was tossing a wiffle ball to her and she was smashing it. Yeah. On a pitch, not a tee. She's much better at a pitch than a tee. Really? Yeah. She's really good. Okay. So I don't know what the... So does she figure she's ready? Just come back through when she's eight and she's <laughs> Guess, in Little League? Well, on the way to the game, she was inconsolably crying actual tears because she only had two more games left. So it didn't make sense that once we got there... Oh, well, this will be interesting how this unfolds. You, you, do you Last think she's week. done? I don't know. She said she's excited to play. Hmm. I did try to deny her snack. I said oh. snacks only for baseball players. I saw the snacks come out after the game. Yes. At least there's no half. It's only an hour. I was concerned <laughs> that there was like a snack break during this <laughs> no. hour, but it, the snacks We can't came out even after. have an essence of snacks or the game just ends. Right. So... <laughs> So what I saw there were there were the the juice bags right, but what was this? What was the other snack? Because I was a little bit interested. Pop, <laughs> popcorn. It was popcorn, it was popcorn and fruit snacks, and then a juice box thing. Because here's the thing: when you have hungry fans, and all your players don't show up. What happens to the rest of the snacks? snacks? And why didn't I, you know? Why didn't you get in on yeah. it? I don't know. I really could have used the energy. I'll tell you, this has been a rough. <laughs> you week. were day drinking. You came that's drunk true. to the green. That's true. No, 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 no. We, yes, no, we, no, no. We'd gone to the pancake house. We went drinking after. That. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and I could have laid down a nice base of popcorn <laughs> oil or something. I don't know. Oh, all right. That's your green grasshopper update. We we have one, one more week, more. and I won't be there. But hopefully, I, I think maybe I was a distraction. The more people that are there, it is yeah. true mm-hmm. that I don't know if she wants to play, hang out, or if she has anxiety about it. But she also mm-hmm. wasn't really feeling well. Okay. She kind of has a cough. But what – should I wait till the Mariners update to talk about her? There, oh, no, or? no, please. So she had her green – you both had green grasshopper hats on because <laughs> we gave you one. And someone stopped her. Jeremy, do you remember who it was that stopped her? So, someone stopped her and said – you're on the green grasshoppers. And she said, how do you know that? And so she was very, and they said, oh, well, I heard about it on the podcast. So then later. They just recognized her by her curly hair. And then they looked at the logo on her cap. Right. And also that she was with me and and Jeremy and hanging out with you, Mm -hmm. I think. So then um, she went up to Durs, a TBTL friend Mm -hmm. of the show, and she asked him if, if she, if he's heard our podcast, oh, he said, she said hello. Have you heard my podcast? Mm-hmm. 
And he just thought it was cute. And well, laughed. and yeah, he had to admit that he was three episodes behind. It was a little embarrassing. Because <laughs> she does do podcasts. She has she a does. couple with you. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they're a little bit rough. I think the content is good. It's just Jeremy just doesn't have enough time to really polish it up right. and make it what it could be. <laughs> the gems that it could be. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, let, let's get to it. The the TBTL meetup. Give me – we all arrived together. Yes. Uh, two cars of people. I had our friend, the mystery guest, Pape, in my car. And we'd been eating and drinking our way across Seattle and the North End – on our way, um, so we we all arrived together, and we uh, we all, I think we all set out to get there fairly early. Yes, but this is Seattle, so Traffic. at one point we were going down Aurora. It took us two hours to go down Aurora to the game, hour and a half maybe, and we went by a thing you know where they check your speed and try to shame you into right. not. And of course, our speed was two, <laughs> just normal for Aurora at that time. Yeah. Yeah, so really not necessary, City of Seattle, in that section <laughs> of Aurora. To, yeah. Oh, I'm ashamed. Do I need to bring it, it down to be- one? Because am I endangering any any it- spiders that might be trying to cross? It doesn't shame anyone. It just makes you more angry. Right. Right. I should be going 35. Right. I would have taken yes. anything double digits right. at that point, <laughs> not two. So we get there, and we all pile out, and we get up there, and it, it seemed like the the celebration was fully underway. When, when we walked in, mm-hmm. um, you went and sat down for, I think, longer than I did because I was showing Bobby around the stadium. Yes. Um, did you meet anyone interesting, anyone you, you didn't know was coming, anyone who um... – A lot of people didn't introduce. I mean, the so the last time there was a Mariners game, we were on benches mm-hmm. and we had one section. I think there was probably – Maybe a hundred people there. It was a lot smaller. Oh yeah, yeah. I wasn't there, but they, you, that was up in the Nose left bleed. field line. Yes, three hundred level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember seeing pictures. And Jen, because they were on Cairo at the time, they were actually broadcasting live from the game. So most people mm-hmm. had their headsets in and were listening mm-hmm. to the show, and they were broadcasting at us. So okay, could, and we and it was. Much it's a more, more intimate. cohesive thing. It was, and people could get up and talk because there was benches. There wasn't right. actual seats, and so it was a lot. Um, I th- I felt like it was a lot better. Where I'm still hearing about people that were at the game that I didn't see or know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I felt like uh, just toward the end there, as people were filing out, I met more people in like right. the last five minutes <laughs> right. than I did the whole game because you're kind of saddled in your seat. But right. like when the when the game was letting out. I'm standing near the top, and then I see all these faces coming. Like, know that guy, know that lady, right. know those people. That's them and their kid. Mm-hmm. And but by then it's kind of too late. You know, everyone's trying to find. Where's everybody going? Where's everybody right. going? You know. But um, I think Pape had a, a great time there. I think he did too, for sure. He ate down some garlic fries. He shared with Ellie. Yeah. Um. Gosh, what else? What else uh, happened there of of note for you? I think we lost. Yeah. Okay. That's how much I was focused. We did. We okay. did lose. We did lose. Um, I got to meet David Burbank. That was my highlight. Oh, you know, I didn't. I saw him okay. there from the very beginning. But by the time I went up, like I was getting texts from from people saying, "Where are you? I want to have a beer with you or whatever." So what I did was I moved to like ten rows behind where mm-hmm. Luke and Andrew were, and just said, "Look for the dummy in the orange hat." 
and you know we'll have a beer and so people started coming down and that was nice yeah that's a that was a good idea because we were kind of i mean we were in the middle of the thing i mean there was just no way for someone we should to come have posted visit. that yeah in the sten site yeah like, well i i don't here. think it was relaxed enough until about the sixth inning yeah because they was- were trying to control like where everyone was sitting and that everyone was in their mm-hmm. assigned seat and then the ushers were like screw it this is a thing and no mm-hmm. one no one cares about all these seats that have been unsold so if we want right. to drape over them so we can talk to our friends for five minutes they just let us do it yeah that's what was difficult too is they were i understand they have to manage the rows mm-hmm. but with the seats there's not much leg room so standing in front of someone you had to kind of sit you couldn't talk to someone unless there was an empty seat in front of them and then turn that way. And so it was, it was very difficult. Yeah. And, and also, I mean, I don't want to, not that a lot of people were trying to watch the game really intently, but I don't want to get in front of, if there's anybody who wanted to, I didn't want to be in their way because, right. because I would be irritated if I was trying to watch it. And normally i watch the games very intently. This is a different deal entirely. Yeah. But if I got stuck behind some people hugging or something for 25 minutes, right. I would, <laughs> probably get a little mad well and i thought there was a time when you and i were sitting there and we were just like giving each other shit and back and forth mm-hmm. and there was two ladies in front of us and they kept kind of looking back and laughing and like whispering to each other and i thought we should cool it i mean our language is uh, right. not necessarily right. uh pg and then they turned around and were like I'd recognize your voices anywhere. Oh, and they were actually fans of our show. So they were like getting yeah. the show. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, like Laurel and Megan. I think. I think so. Yeah. I remember them. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Yeah. Cause at first I thought it was like, cause I get this when I'm in the stadium too. Cause my language gets a little intense sometimes in the yeah. stadium. I get this, like people will look back and I'm like, Oh, I guess I shouldn't. Right. <laughs> I'm not at said home. What I was going to do to that guy after I took his <laughs> right. head off. So, uh yeah, so I thought that that was the look, but then they turned out, and then it turned out to be a, that like we were doing a show behind them. You right, know? They're like, right. Oh yeah, these are the people who are right. in my ear. Uh yeah, so I felt sorry for them a whole mm. new way. Um, and then there's the after party, which I have so much mm. FOMO about at the time, and still. Yeah, I mean, there may have been other after parties, but um, as we were going out, I can't remember who said Bush Garden. Tier. Tier. Right. Tierra said Bush Garden. And so I think some people have been asking me where or whatever. So I texted whoever I could text. But, you know, it ended up only being about 20 people that got to Bush Garden. It was a, it was a good group. That's though. a perfect size. If there's any more, that place. Yeah. Because it's all small. Just there was a medium crowd there because it was a Thursday night besides us. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there were, yeah, like I said, about 20 of us. And uh, Camaro Kev. Um, well, first of all, Camaro Kev made, made Bobby Pape's dreams come true because Pape was in town on a food tour as mm-hmm. well as a TBL tour. And as you know from listening to the Stack of Dimes podcast, their show is very often just about fast food. <laughs> and Pape was in town to, Gas station food, to fast food. eat food and talk about food. And we hadn't been to Taco Time yet. We were going to be going to Taco Time the next day before I took Pape back to the airport to get out of here. And so... Uh, Camaro Kev, I just overhear this. Camaro Kev has taken him through his whole order, what he needs to do if he has one shot at taco time. <laughs> and it was a, um, 
and you've never seen a guy just gesturing so wildly and so into what he's saying. And mm-hmm. Pape is just wrapped, like like hands folded under his chin, like, tell me mm-hmm. all about it. Come here, so okay. was he taking notes? No, okay. no, but he remembered because I was listening and and when and Pape, you're familiar with the man, yeah, so. and when Pape made his order, he made the right order. I was okay. there to consult at that point, but I'm not as passionate about it as as Dodrell. So he's getting he's getting this speech, and and Kevin is like, okay, you need your your crispy chicken burrito and your crispy beef burrito, and for the beef burrito, you need the ranch sour cream. For the crispy chicken, you're going to need the hot sauce, and then you're going to need a, a soft a beef soft taco. And some more hot sauce for that. And you can finish off your sour cream with that. And I can't remember if there was another item too. But what it came out to was almost $19 worth of Taco Time food. I had a crisp beef burrito and some Mexi fries and couldn't finish them because this whole week, I think I've had heartburn when I walked off the plane. So I'm having a lady's plate every everywhere we go. I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting as little as I can because I'm just not feeling it. Um. And uh, Pape took almost the whole thing down, all but like that. a couple bites of the burrito. And he said he could have easily done it, but there was something at the airport he wanted to get. I'm very impressed. <laughs> I'm impressed and scared. Yeah. Yeah. There was a $19 panini he needed to go get at the airport before he took <laughs> well, off. I want to know what it is at the airport. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, Pape had, that was... He what got, did he think? Oh, he said the chicken burrito thing that was heaven yeah he says game changer it was made perfectly you can only imagine the perfect crispy chicken burrito that you have and the reason we went to the place we went because we were going to go to the one across the street from my hotel Mm -hmm. but kevin said no do not go to that one you either go to this one the one was like lake stevens which we weren't going to go to because it wasn't on the way to the airport or kent downtown kent which on meeker street and i know where that is and it's close enough to the airport that it's going to work so we went all the way to the Meeker Street Taco Time location for this adventure. Why? Because well, it, what is his reasoning? Oh, because he says these are the places that always do it right. They they have a deft hand with the fryer. <laughs> and he was right. <laughs> okay. He was so right. That crispy chicken burrito. Did you get you got that too? No, no. no. I but that's the one that that uh that ruined Emily's life. You okay. Know, she knows what it is. Everybody knows that crispy chicken burrito. It's just I've never had one. Oh, you? It's it's the greatest. So it comes with like a little bit of like crispy, like burndy mm-hmm. ends. You yeah. know how they do that? Why don't they just have all those ends be something? <laughs> well, Pape's idea was to just half the length of it. Yeah. No, don't change any other dimension of it. Otherwise, you've got a big taquito or a flauta. Mm-hmm. I mean, what you've got now is fine. Yeah. But yeah, if you could just make more ends. Yeah. It would be more like a Twix bar where you get two. Right. <laughs> Oh my God. I'd co sign that. I'm not even hungry. That's hungry. why I can't eat the crisp burrito, though, is mm. because of those crispy ends. You can't tell the difference between a beef, bean and a beef. And there's been multiple times I bite <laughs> into the beef one and. That's true. I'm done. I, I would recommend um, just snapping it in half. Yeah. Before you, before you go on That's to the good. end. That's good. Yeah. That's a good, good tip. Um, so um, that, that night, the Bush Gardens, it was a great night overall for Pape because he was going to be here one night and he got to meet Perfect TVTL experience. Yeah, he got to talk with Andrew and Luke and Andrew got to tell us both that he didn't like us very much. It was really a special scene. I wish I was there. Yeah, he could have said he hated you too. He was on a roll. 
Uh, Andrew and I were the ones that didn't do karaoke. Uh, Pape did. I have videotape of it. Okay. In case he ever what do, thinks do he's going to get up at me about anything. Um, I, oh, gosh. Um, it was something pretty cheesy. It wasn't Foreigner. It was something... I have the reason I'm confusing it with foreigners because I have also a videotape of him in Chicago oh, right. doing a foreigner song. So right. I have I have you're deep, collecting. You're doing a collector yeah, series deep of catalog on paper. <laughs> Luke sang a few times. Um, DJ and uh, Tier got up there and they did U2, but they did uh, where the streets have some names instead of I no like name. it. I like it. And um, there's a guy named Papa something that apparently is there all the time. This guy. Is an elderly Asian guy, and he brought the house down every time he sang. And he knows his house so well that he knows who the new people were. Because I was there for like an hour, and I stood up, and I hadn't been turning in any sheets. So he knows I wasn't standing up to go sing. I stood up, and he pointed to the bathroom. He showed. He just pointed right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this, this guy, he's sitting, he's sitting in the back, and he knows... What's going on here? He's got it it's all wired. Great. Yeah. So, oh, that big dummy. He just needs to use the bathroom. He ain't gonna sing. Um, when when I sent you guys off to your bush garden adventure, I told Pape, "Now imagine a hundred people being in there." And that was the mm-hmm. night when yeah we had it. We head. had it perfect, perfect. And yeah, people were getting a little teeny. And Pape, uh, by the time Strong we got back drinks there. to the hotel, yeah, he was um he was considering throwing up. Oh, but he didn't. So. Um, so that, that was the, uh, Bush Gardens experience broke up around, well, we left at one thirty. It, of course it had to break up at two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Saturday night I've taken Pape back to the airport. I bring in another guest, Mo <laughs> Marianne from the takedown podcast. And we, uh, we do the green grasshoppers. We do some day drinking and then we go to patty coins. Uh, give we me took your... a nap. Yeah, we did take a nap. I made the comment of. Pre-funk used to mean pre-drinking, but now it's nap time. <laughs> well, yeah, and I had I had a little bit of alcohol at the hotel. I was perfectly happy. I was going to mix a drink for Marianne because she likes to keep her drinking going, mm-hmm. but she wasn't she wasn't ready for it. So we ended up just going. And first of all, give me your overall impression. We got a lot of feedback on our page today about it, but I mean, how were you feeling when when you were driving home from it? Good, but. So here's my issue with uh, things like that in general is that we were the hosts of it. So I felt like I had to manage everything the entire time. Mm -hmm. And I had a lot of anxiety of um, were we being too high maintenance for the server? Were people not going to tip her enough? Um, We started to. Yeah, you still had that toward the end too. Yeah, Yeah, the more I drank, the more the anxiety got um, up. And then we kind of, everyone sat and ate and drink and then we kind of stood up and we're mingling and we kind of went into the lobby area and I said oh gosh are they okay she said yes uh, they're perfectly fine um so that helped but then also I didn't get around to everybody I saw you got to almost everybody I got to almost everybody there were a couple uh women that I didn't get a chance to talk to and I kept oh I'm gonna get and I just didn't and then they were gone so but other than that I think I think I got around to so talk I to everybody, the, I got everybody's name and 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 you know, kind of their story and experience with the show. I have the um, the regrets today. Oh, you have regrets? Yeah, just that I didn't get around to everybody. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then also I tried to drink like Kate, and didn't, she's a pro. Didn't work. She drinks like an old man. Oh really? Yeah, that's what I call it. It's because she's 
like uh, some kind of drink, a Red Hook, not a beer. It's an actual drink. It's an old man oh, really? drink from like the 40s or okay. something. Um, uh, Manhattan's. She got a, well, I, I copied your drink. The first, Greyhound. The Greyhound, which is right. really great. Right. And then she ordered a whiskey and ginger ale. And I, I like ginger ale. I, I should get that. Mm-hmm. No. no. I took one drink and I said, Pete, I can't do it. And I gave it to her. But um, uh, as a cheap person, I must ask at this point, that drink got consumed, right? Yes. Okay. I gave it to Kate. Okay. Yeah. I don't make me cry. Tonight. I'm very vulnerable. I'm very tired. I will cry if I hear about a oh, eight, yeah, I'm eight a cheap or nine dollar you know, drink. That, yeah. You know I'm a cheap bastard too. Okay. So okay. Um, I tried to drink like Kate. That gave me a little bit of regrets. But other than that. Well, um, I I enjoyed it a lot. We were there uh, from about 7.15 or 7.30 because we didn't want mm-hmm. anyone to show up before we did until past one in the morning, I think. So that's a long stretch. And like I could I said, have stayed there. I without without my heartburn, I could have stayed there. I mean, I could have I could have stuck it out. Um, but I, I think it was great, and I loved all the feedback on the page last night and today. Last night, meaning late Saturday night and today Sunday, of the people that had trepidation about going, mm-hmm. and then they're like, "No, they're down a hundred percent for whatever happens." whatever we do next that made me happy because um because it was not only i mean if it were just up to you and me to make everyone feel welcome that wouldn't have been possible because there were too many people there were like mm-hmm. 35 people there give or take a few yeah big turnout and we couldn't do it it was up to the rest of the tens that were there to make sure that that those people that had a little insecurity or, or were shy were felt that they felt welcome and i think they did a great job of that so they should be proud well, of themselves yeah and some people that were there have never been to another tbtl event and mm-hmm. i think because it feels overwhelming yeah and so maybe having this small group yeah helped. yeah yeah like like the the baseball game was four or five hundred people or three or four hundred people and and everything's all over the place and you don't know what the how to really talk to somebody it's not like any party you've ever been to but right. this is like a this is like an after hours work event or something, you mm-hmm. know, you can just stand up and chat with a few people, go sit down and get something to eat, you know, mm-hmm. and everybody can see each other. Like, I know I've talked to those people. I know I haven't talked to those people. Mm-hmm. When you're at that baseball game, like I said, I didn't know until everyone's walking up at the right. end. I'm like, God damn it. There's <laughs> or if they 38 to... people right there I want to talk to. Yeah. If they happen to be wearing the t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Which we should have. I should have been wearing something because like I said, during that game, I had to say I, orange hat guy. You know, yeah. <laughs> I should have. I brought a TV tail hat and I didn't wear it. Should have worn the shirt. But as a guy, as a man of larger carriage, to put on a white, like a two X white, you know, <laughs> and you're meeting hot. a lot of people for the first time. I'm not. I'm not vain. I'm really not very vain. But that's not a great impression. <laughs> Wearing a white dress the first time. <laughs> yeah. You meet folks. I don't know. I should have worn the hat though. So I look handsome in a hat. Not that I'm vain. Or no, super vain. not at all. Oh. <laughs> uh, anything else about about that? Um, People are clamoring for a new one, another one. So you need to get up here more often. Well, my niece is graduating from Liberty High School on uh, in less than two weeks. But, but that's no. You're not coming? Not, no, I don't think so. Oh. I don't think so. <laughs> um, that was bad timing. 
Oh no, no. Well, yeah, it would have been better if I could have taken it all in, but mm-hmm. yeah, nobody's nobody's taking it too personally, you know. Old old clip clop will send a little money. To, yeah, send the check. And yeah, that's all <laughs> it'll be all good for yeah. her. She won't even be too worried about it. Maybe bring Emily next time. I want to. She wants to come up. Um, this would have been a cheer me. Stop it. He was overly excited about yeah, the, that. Prospect. He tipped his hand right there. So yes. no, she won't be coming. <laughs> no, but no. If you think about it, the way that it worked out this time with the weather this would have been a good time for her to come. But like normally if you plan to come to Seattle in June, eh, like if I want to, if I want to bring her or her and Cullen up, you know, that's gotta be a July, August, Mm -hmm. September thing because I'm a veteran of this place. I know it can be a shit show. That's the only time you can count on it. Right. You know, after the 4th of July, not wasting, you know, five grand on a trip where you're sitting in your hotel wondering why you can't do anything. And the ironic part is they're in, torrential rain every day <laughs> right <laughs> they would have wanted to get out yeah, of yeah ho- hopefully it'll clear up by the time i get back yes. on tuesday it's supposed to supposed to clear up and then we'll go find all those people that got swept down the river christy here's like this is people. an insight this is an insight to christy she has a dark heart everyone <laughs> if you didn't know that already she has a dark dark heart i just don't want to show my cards as you said. no no she doesn't um, anything else about the meetups? No, I think it was great, and we need to do it again. Okay, well, the week in review this week. You know how, Christy, I often help you with the Game of Thrones review because you don't watch the show anymore? <laughs> now I'm three weeks behind, yes. Yeah, well, the week in review this week, I have technically listened to all the shows. It hasn't been easy because I've been squiring people around. I've had guests in my hotel. We've been getting home at 230 three o'clock. So much of my listening and understanding of these shows is half buzzed mm-hmm. in the dark, in the, in the glow of the, the <laughs> IG player, because my, because my phone isn't always picking up the show and trying to make notes and then realizing an hour later when I, my head's down on the keyboard, <laughs> I've might've missed something. So I'm just assuming it hasn't been a big week content wise, but I'll let you be the judge of that, and hopefully you can guide me through this. What's really funny is I've been taking notes, but I forgot to put what days. I normally write mm-hmm. the show and the day. Oh, and then before before we're doing this tonight, um, I go back to the hotel and I and I get the run sheet ready, and I'm so so not on my game. I send her my notes instead of the run sheet. So I guess you found those helpful. Yes. Okay. And also, I mean, on days, on weeks like this, if it ever happens again, we could always use that, uh, we could cheat and use that week in review that Steve Nelson does. Right. Steve Nelson or Stu? Uh, Stu. Stu Why can't I get them? Steve Newman. Steve Newman. Yeah, I think Seinfeld. Okay. Okay. So, um, please forgive me if I don't have, uh, oh, and let me, let me say this in advance about the Game of Thrones update. I only know Christy, of course, hasn't watched. <laughs> I only know the last forty minutes of the show because there's HBO in my <laughs> motel, and it, I was flipping through channels on Sunday night or Monday, and I go, "Oh shit, I better!" And I grab my computer and took some notes. So that may be below my usual low standards as well. But um, Monday starts with really what I thought is a theme for the week with the title of the Monday show, and that's T-shirt insecurities. 
I think there was a lot of anxiety on the part of everyone involved on these meetups. And I think that's always the way it is if you're not having them frequently. Mm -hmm. If it's been a long time between meetups, even if you've met people and you know people, you're like nervous to, mm -hmm. to see them again. And T-shirt insecurities is, of course, it was sparked uh, by a discussion about, um, was it Andrew's, what he wears at night, the version of his nightwear that is... I think, it, didn't it start with Luke not liking his button-up shirts? The buttons are working a little too hard. Right. It's one of those. And then Andrew says he doesn't have that because he buys shirts way too big. Right. Right. And those were on display at the at the meetup. He had his, his plaid shirt on over the T-shirt. But he had two versions of it, right? He takes the daytime version of this Charlie Brown outfit off. <laughs> and puts a bigger one on. That's the... That only makes sense, yeah. You because now it's recreation time. You're gonna I just get some exercising. Just then. imagine him like with the Mr. Rogers theme song going right. on in the back as he's taking one off, hanging it up on a hanger. <laughs> and I think someone in the on the Stens page suggested that there be a, a Tonight collection from Andrew Walsh, yes. which is just you know different. They definitely need to sell sweatpants that say TBTL like official tonight pants do you know how well those would sell i know i'm not interested i'm usually not interested in merchandise but i would get those maybe we should sell them for ourselves pants. yeah yeah we'll talk about it Off okay there. yeah there's a budding empire folks that you don't even know the off those conversations that have been having <laughs> i mean i i'm looking at some I won't lie. I'm looking at some vacation properties after the discussion we had tonight. <laughs> so I may be here more often than you think. Maybe if, you can get if into these a window decals take off. Yeah, Maybe you can get into a timeshare with Susie Burbank. <laughs> right. She can teach you how to do that. I don't want to be in a timeshare with Susie Burbank because I feel like she'd be there <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I want to be in a timeshare with someone who got nagged into doing it by this someone so, calling a, them on the phone. A workaholic that never takes vacation. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. who you want to be in the timeshare True. with, not Susie. Um, Andrew has Joe FOMO, and that's jealousy of fear of missing out. <laughs> <laughs> so what he's saying is he wants to be the kind of guy that, who wishes he was at the ball game or wishes he'd gone out right. to the movies or wishes he went to the meetup. He wants to be that guy, but he's not that guy. Well, Andrew did. He he looked like he was having a great time to me at at the meetup, and then afterwards, because he got a chance to give us all a piece of his mind. And you know, he's he's been hating me for a long time, and he finally got a chance to tell me in person. I think it was important to him. Okay, I feel like I owed that to him. Um, he also, since Steve uh, Nelson was at the game, he they they had their job evaluations they're real not on-air job job evaluations the next day after they did this after is all real yeah this is real okay i heard rumors that he was there but and, i didn't know and i guess steve nelson and, and andrew walsh hadn't hooked up and talked during the game so there was andrew thought there was still a chance that steve nelson didn't really know what andrew looked like and i still have my face hider okay. so andrew against his better judgment his drunken judgment was to try to send me to his job review as andrew walsh Oh, okay. And I thought, that's a pretty bad idea after you just told me you hate me. Because I could really yeah. screw this up for you. So I talked him out of it. Yeah, he was ready to make a really bad decision. And plus, I didn't have time to do it anyway. <laughs> I would have been not showing up as Andrew to his job. If he trusted me with it, I would have been like, oh, no, I'm sorry, guys. I'm not going to make it to the, to the review. Okay. 
Um, the last thing that uh, that I had on Monday was just a throwaway line, and I thought it was something they should have said a couple weeks ago because Pape and I went to the Savage Moose, and we saw what the jukebox situation was there, mm-hmm. and we know we had that story from those guys, how they took over the jukebox over there and how Andrew often does it in L.A. And somebody, I think Luke finally said, the the jukebox is best left alone. And yes, I mean, who wants to go out just to be an asshole? You know, like Pape, Pape came up with some idea. He has some something on his phone where he can program it to play a bunch of horrible music right after he leaves the bar. And I thought, <laughs> is, is that the kind of world we want to live in? I mean, first of all, you're in the Savage Moose on a Thursday afternoon at two o'clock. Mm-hmm. And there's five other guys in there. Are we? Do we want to walk out and then, you know, leave them with 25 minutes of Bon Jovi or Art of Noise or something like that? No, those guys are miserable enough. So let's let people who care about the jukebox care about the jukebox. Let's not get offended with that. Did you have anything else um, for Monday? Um, I really like this. Uh, the re- they replayed the tattletale of yeah. when Luke went and talked to this guy, and I really just want to go to this bar and i think that what they do it it seems strange to say but is actually a um they are giving back to the community he said they do this christmas they do a Mm -hmm. christmas present every year and that people flock to there and it's mostly people that don't have families in the area or at all and i thought that that was really great that he offers that and that they feel they feel a part of of the tattletale and it reminds me of gay bars on holidays because it's a lot of people that uh, have been tossed out of their right, house or right. their families don't talk I to I never them. thought of that. They they actually there are gatherings. Yes. It isn't just everyone retreats to their apartment and gets No, uh, and it's actually really fun. Good. The best part was that the pinball was free. Pinball is free right. on Christmas at the at least at Madison Pub. Oh. Yeah. But it it's sad, but then I, yeah, you I make... won't lie to you. I'm feeling very vulnerable right now, very tired, <laughs> and I'm going to cry at least two or three times during <laughs> okay. this show. So it it's kind of, you know, they say family of origin and family of choice, and it's a mm-hmm. lot of family of choice of people coming together that have been ostracized by their families. Yeah, I was just watching I I was laying in bed watching the movie Neighbors. Uh, just before I came over, and and the fraternity guys were talking about how the fraternity is a family of choice, and we don't get divorced. And I guess that's the way it is with the bars, too. I guess so. Yeah. Just like the classic movie Neighbors. Yes. I I, I won't lie to you about that. I may have been, it might have been raining on my face while I heard him say that. Isn't that the one with uh, Zac Efron? Yeah. Yep. He's all I, kinds of fun. It rained in places. Man. Let's just say it rained in places yeah. when I watched that movie. I, I won't, yeah. <laughs> hey, I can't deny. I think I think it's stupid for guys to 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 belittle the looks of others that are clearly so hot. He's hot. Yep. All right. So that's it for Monday? Yes. Tuesday, the fanciest lad in all of Koreatown. That could only be Fireball Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a high bar or not. I don't know how fancy lads right. get in Koreatown. Yeah, I've never been to Koreatown. Have you? I've I've cut across it. Okay. And you know, yet another unsuccessful attempt to circumvent traffic in another major city while on vacation. 
Um, so yeah, I don't know much about Koreatown, but he is a fancy lad. And this show pissed me off because they brought back Dreamcatcher at the start. And not only did they bring back Dreamcatcher, but the person's dream diminished Northwest Legend Taco Time Restaurant. The dream was the woman was trying to escape from a Taco Time Restaurant. Totally unrealistic scenario, no. in my opinion. Why would you want to escape? Yeah. Because they, usually they have to tell me to leave. <laughs> Forcefully leave. Yeah, so I don't Your get that. Your picture is up in a couple of them. This, and Luke says during during the Dreamcatcher thing, uh, Andrew like asked him a question and he goes, I'm sorry, I usually tune out during Dreamcatcher. <laughs> but he fights for it all the time. I know. Because, well, Luke has that thing where he does t- kind of like to tweak us. Like if he gets a lot of negative feedback about something... That he makes him smile. Right. right. That makes him do it more. Right. Yeah, that's true. If there had just been like a couple negative things about Dreamcatcher, it would be gone. It would have been gone a long time right. ago. But since there was a like a movement against it, yeah. it's like, all right, I'm digging in, you MFers. The only thing that bugs me now about Dreamcatchers is that song because it gets stuck in my head. It's yeah. a what do they call that? Earworm? Yeah, it's a show tune. And show tunes just have a way yeah. of doing it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, Luke made his new sound. I guess the new sound that he's famous for. Do you want to take a crack at that? The when he had a tickle in the back of his throat. Oh yeah, I can do it because I have I have the allergies. I do it myself. <laughs> okay, okay. Do well, I really need to do yeah, it? Yeah, we're gonna this do it in the clear. I'm gonna I'm gonna be quiet so we can you know we can use it. <laughs> I'm turning my mic off so we can really get this in the clear. This is embarrassing. Okay. Trigger warning: If you don't like people making this sound. <laughs> Okay, ready? <laughs> Is that it? Not at all. Oh, okay. Not well, at all. You do it then. Uh, I don't know that I can oh, do it. I think I can do better than you. It just sounds like you're, hawk, you're ready to hawk a loogie. Oh. This is a throat thing. Okay. <sighs> Wait, hang I on. I can't do it. <laughs> uh, that, that made a mess. That noise... Is almost better than the cave. <laughs> eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Show that to Christy. Christy, it needs to be longer. You need to really hit that. <laughs> I can't do it. Okay. All right. But the only- <laughs> oh man, I thought I was hurting before. Mine's like a. Yeah, you need a you need a cup to spit into yeah. after what you did. The allergies have been really bad. Mm-hmm. Just co-signing that. Yeah, seeing this yeah, year has been early terrible. spring. You got the suns out when it shouldn't be. You got some bad allergies going. Um, I was surprised they did, they did that on the air, but it became a big <laughs> thing on the internet overall. <laughs> so, I guess like we can't tell him. Um, we can't tell him how to do his podcast because he claimed on this show to be the podcaster. That was going to mount the earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, he was obviously feeling it that day. The Pope has not watched TV since 1990. They listed a lot of shows that went off the air in 1990. What do you think? Uh, why do you think I he, Why do I think he stopped watching TV? No, why? Because he said he was so upset with the show ending. Isn't wasn't that the story? Mm-hmm. What show do you think it was? I have my hypothesis. So. Um, 1990. Uh, Yo MTV Raps. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty specific thing. Nineteen ninety. What do you think? Roseanne. 
Really? That's what I... I like to think that he likes the Roseanne. Huh. This is a good show. Yeah, I like the sister. Yeah. I liked everyone but Roseanne on that show. That, she was a problem for me on the Roseanne show. Um, okay, so you thought it was Roseanne. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there was a hidden bully story. Andrew said... Because they were talking about all these shows that went off the air in 1990, and one of them was mm-hmm. Alien Nation. And some kid at school had dubbed Andrew Alienation. I don't think Luke has seen that show or what the guy looked like. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he was a, just kind of a scaly, weird-looking humanoid dude with a kind of too big of a head. Can we put that in the... A picture of Alienation. Yep. Yeah, we need to get that up. Um, and I don't know what the guy's name was. The show was called Alienation. But, you know, when you call the guy Die Hard or whatever because you don't mm-hmm. know his name... That clearly, they were referencing the alien dude in Alien Nation when they called him Alien right. Nation. And, and Luke kind of skipped right by it. But, but I got sad when I heard him say that. I'm like, that's a fucking mean thing to say. I would only say that behind your back. I would never say that to your face. <laughs> I just got obsessed with I don't remember that show. Yeah. It, I yeah, really it was liked a drama. V. I was all about V. Right. It was in that vein. I just don't think it was as – it was more of a – more of a fish out of water thing than a take over the earth thing. It was like aliens have to work with us. And so like one of them, of course, is a, is a detective and he's solving alien murders and, and he has a big scaly lady. head. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. that's. I think V was on in the eighties anyways. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I didn't want that, that um, story to get buried. And the other thing that came out of that discussion was Luke thinking he was doing Leon Redbone, but he was actually doing Dr. John and he did a pretty good job of it. Yes. I thought he was solid on that. I always have to give Luke credit when he does a good impression because usually his accents and impressions are terrible. just terrible. But I love that he was doing the wrong person. Yeah, he didn't even know what he was doing. <laughs> he was nailing someone else besides the, th- the guy that he liked. I like when his accents all go become Scottish or something right, right. by the end, no matter what it is. Yeah, yeah. And he gives up on it. <laughs> he loses faith in his own accent halfway through which makes you think why did you start it have you ever finished this accent (laughs) have you ever finished a sentence with that because if you you ever heard someone that speaks with that accent right (laughs) right like those irish guys at the bar last night oh my god fake or real Uh, those were real and i was you're getting a little excited this whole week has been a whirlwind i'll be honest (laughs) i've done some seen things and done things including those hot irish guys at the bar um steve nelson they were talking about steve nelson and the fact that uh, he doesn't seem to be listening lately, <laughs> which with their job review coming on Friday is probably for the best. Well, he should be listening if that's what they're – hopefully for Luke's sake, it isn't about requesting time off Yeah, because he's screwed. Yeah, well, I think he's going to get – they're going to have a serious discussion, or they did have that serious mm-hmm. discussion on Friday. Um, but how do we know that he's not listening? This was one of my favorite stories of the week. No, tell me. I couldn't remember. Because this is where you helped me. He thought when they count American Pies that it was the movie American Pies oh, with Jason Biggs. Yeah. <laughs> and so he was so confused. Which probably runs 90 plus minutes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How many American Pies was that story? Well, during the second one, we all left and went to dinner. <laughs> exactly. Not going to sit through Tara two Reed American Pies. terrible <laughs> by the third one. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for, for remembering because I was thinking 
it had led into the discussion of relative American pies, like an American pie worth of watching the Seahawks in the fourth quarter, that nine minutes or whatever it is, whatever Meredith yeah. came up with, is goes way faster than an American pie at the mall Right for me. Exactly. An American pie at the mall is like 10 American pies. Mm-hmm. But yeah, watching the Seahawks, like, oh, really? Oh, man, where did the afternoon go? So I think it's just like all, all measurements of time. It's how you feel it, how you experience it is relative. So it's time for a very lackluster, I'll just sell it in beginning, Game of Thrones recap. And we call it Jones and Fur Thrones. Um, what, are they going with Song of Ice and Spoilers? They change it up every week. Sometimes it's game, sometimes it's song. Okay. Well, Andrew seems pretty passionate about the show. He's doing a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. He's bringing names. He's remembering stuff. But I know he's taking probably more notes than I'm taking. Yeah, he told us uh, He told us when he was on that he takes notes and watches it twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I've... I think I've only watched it a second time when I was too tired watching the first time. I know four people's name on that show. Four names? to Give them to me. <laughs> Tyrion, Arya, Cersei, and Marjorie. You don't know Sansa? Sansa. She's the one who Five. got raped? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Spoiler alert, haven't seen it. We talked about it. <laughs> I know. Jeez. It's not a spoiler. Don't it was expect all over. <laughs> me to do your Game of Thrones and then ask for no spoilers. You're basically asking me to spoil it, and then you say the spoiler <laughs> alert. All right. <clears throat> That's called humor, Mike. <laughs> Luke was very upset with something that he should have been upset with, that I think everyone was upset with. And it was the rare miss in a Tyrion storyline where uh, they have to they, – they can't just cut his cock off and go sell it to a cock merchant. <laughs> they need the dwarf attached to the cock because the mm-hmm. dwarf cock is the good cock. That was a lot of cock. Sorry, Aiden. Mm-hmm. Um so Luke's Luke's upset that this whole storyline seems contrived and it, it does it comes it comes to uh a head in that they get to the town where the big tournament is and supposedly there'll be some cock merchants there. I mean most big towns <laughs> there's the cock district. You can just go I don't think this is real. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jewelry <laughs> district. Garment district, dwarf cock district. That's how it is in most towns. <laughs> I don't want to get ethnic. It's usually Asians. The views and opinions expressed by Mike Brazell do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Little Red Bandwagon Podcast or any of its subsidiaries. And that are doing the dwarf cock. But, you know. I just Some want hipsters are doing their own, you know. Craft. Yeah, craft. Artisanal mer- or cock whatever it's called. Yeah. I need to know what they're going to use it for. I think are, I think are it's we like, going to ever see the end of this storyline to know what people use it for? Well, I think he got out of it during this thing. I, you know, I'm a little hazy on it, but I think so. We never get to know. Yeah, I think he kind of escaped. But my guess is that they would, you know, pop it in a Ronco food dehydrator <laughs> with all the other dwarf cocks, and then make a dusk because oh. because then you could like spread it over many batches of bullshit that you could sell to oh. dummies that. You know, okay. Either need a hard cock or a bigger cock or both. Right. Oh, so you think it? It's for enhancement. Yeah. What okay. else would you use it for? I mean, sure, it's not delicious. Maybe, maybe uh, you know how people sell essential oils, like on yeah. Facebook. 
Yeah. Maybe it's a similar thing like that. I've always wondered, isn't it some hard conversations when you have, you have to bring a non-essential oil into your office and let it go? I mean, that's awkward, isn't it? You're redundant. Yeah. You're redundant. Lavender, oil. get in here. Close the door. Yeah. We have this mix that has lavender <laughs> 25%, so you're really not needed you're gonna, you're, Clean out your desk. Only essential oils Only at this point. That's the word we got from the boss. <laughs> Very sorry about that. So... um there's the sand, the sand snakes. I'm sure you've heard about these sand snakes. These ladies, these sexy ladies who try, did battle with the with the, the short ones, right? The little yeah, ladies they're that little. They I got, wondered if they were tiny women. No, oh, tiny, right, right. tiny. They're, okay. No, they're just regular little. They're okay. like mo little. Uh, but they're, she's little. Yeah, she's little girl, okay. and and she's um, they're all dressed up kind of sexily, but you know, like they're going into battle, so they have some armaments. You know, they have some protections on, but nothing that would detract from you being able to tell that they were hot. Okay. So like their chests are wide are mm-hmm. wide open. Yeah. You know, you can you can see their slim necks and their slim shoulders. But they like have if you want to like try to get at their forearm or whatever, they've got that covered. Mm-hmm. But um they they want to make sure that they're still sexy with the battles. So they had the battles so everybody's in jail. The sand snakes are in one cell. Um the dude um Jamie and um, and the other dude that, who's training him to fight are in the other cell, and the sand snakes seduce the the other warrior dude. But what he doesn't know is that during the battle he got hit cut with a poison tip of a sword, and what they want him to do is to admit to one of the hot sand snakes that she's the hottest woman he's ever seen, and then she'll throw him the antidote. And he does, and she throws it to him, and it just made her seem like much less of a badass and much more like, oh, well, if you just tell me I'm pretty, Mm -hmm. everything's going to be okay. And it was, you know? So I don't know. I I don't look to Game of Thrones for my – what a feminist looks like (laughs) news. But but, uh, I don't know. It was unnecessary. It was nice seeing her boobs, though. She has some really nice boobs. If you get a chance, I should have got a timestamp on it. Like Mr. Skin, so that you could go back and look at her boobs, but excellent, really nice. <laughs> nice. I, th- I'm sure they just made they had this girl and they're like, "All right, what do we have to do to get her mm-hmm. boobs in this scene?" Mm-hmm. Okay, done. Sounds stupid. Let's let's do it. Um, Sam Tarley, you know Sam Tarley? He's the chubby guy up at the wall. He has he has a wildling. Oh, I love him. Um, and her baby. Yep. He's trying to take care of them. Well, a couple guys, of course, came in to do some raping, as we do. You know, they're just going to rape her and, and they beat him up, but he pops up after getting his head stomped. For some reason, he's still challenging these guys. And then he like goes into Beastmaster mode. He calls one of the dire wolves. Somehow he summons a dire wolf in there and the dudes leave. Um, I don't know where they're going with that. I guess eventually he's going to be the moon and stars as Jeremy is to you, to this, mm-hmm. to this woman with the baby. Um, but it was nice to see him not die because those guys were definitely trying to kill him. Uh, oh, how did I, I left out the best part? She screwed him right afterwards. She did? Yeah. And it was really difficult because he just got the shit kicked out of him. He, I don't think he could have accomplished it the next day after the soreness. Yeah. You know, but, but he, he just thought, had a lot of broken ribs and stuff he, and he needed to get laid so bad. He needs to be celibate. Hmm. That's, the, isn't that the point? Well, he held out for more than at least a couple seconds. Okay. Yeah. 
because then he made he immediately made his O face and he was done. Um, yeah, you've been on the wall. I just don't imagine. Did know. she say my father was better? Oh boy, see, see. Right? Am I getting that storyline right? Dark heart. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, all those were the dude's daughters. Yeah. Yeah. Quality individual, that guy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, Cersei got her uh, comeuppance in this um, in this episode. She she had uh, she's keeping all those people in jail um the the people she doesn't like the the her daughter-in-law the queen and and the brother of the queen for being gay and the daughter-in-law for lying she's got them locked up and she she sashays down to talk to the um weird religious guy who's somehow in charge of of a bunch of stuff and he somehow gets her thrown into jail so now Cersei's in jail not only is she looking rough after not very long? Cause she's, she has a lot of lotions and potions and hair and stuff, but I can only imagine what it's like for her in there without her white wine <laughs> or red wine. Sorry. She Something. goes She's always has that big goblet. Yeah. Okay. So unless a guard, unless she's paying a guard to get that stuff in there, I mean, Jeremy can attest it's going to be a rough go those mm-hmm. first few nights in there. So not that I feel sorry for Cersei cause she's horrible, but there's a small part of, you know, the detox. Oh, when I said I knew who Cersei was, I I mixed up Sansa and her. Oh, yeah. Cersei's the evil queen mother. Why do they have names that are so close? Mm, uh, I don't know. It's all better than the Harry Potter names, though. Those piss me off. <laughs> okay. Sing, sing-songy bullshit. <clears throat> um, what else is really important? Um... Gay rights appear appear to be getting some traction in in King's Landing. That's the only hope, is that uh, like the anti sodomy laws will will come off the books. About I don't know how many thousands of years this is supposed to be before mm-hmm. they are actually coming off the books. But you know they're trying to give us some hope. Yeah, what time frame is this supposed to be? Um, I don't know. You know, I I've looked in the history books and I have yet to find. Um, King's Landing in Westeros. So, do you know that Jeremy had a coworker that said this was the most realistic depiction of that time it, ever? Well, you can't deny that it is. I think because it's the only depiction of that <laughs> right. time. Because it doesn't. And when he said that, he just kind of walked away, and then told me, and I said, "You mean the time when there was dragons?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm just wondering because if this is supposed to be, you know, whatever medieval times. And if they roll back, if if gay rights happens, I mean, this coming forward, yeah, it's like a Back to the Future thing, where Biff gets the book, right, right. What Everything will the world be like? Yeah, we'll all be gay. Well, yeah, certainly, certainly, Quebecus would be ahead of its time with our <laughs> gay defense force. Yes, um, we got to move on because we're, okay. we're already way over. So Wednesday. 1869. Art Garfunkel reads a poem about zebras. I think this is a really simple episode mm-hmm. to sum up in that um i'm so glad i've never met art garfunkel yeah he seems like a real prick because the, their their music depresses me for some reason mm, simon okay. and garfunkel i don't know if it's just the tone of it even when they're singing about bluebirds and happiness something about the music makes me sad and now this guy who seems to be one of the biggest pricks on the planet <laughs> Totally does. And totally deserves not to have had the success that Paul Simon, who everyone mm-hmm. says is a nice guy, right. has had 
in a post Simon and Garfunkel thing. I mean, this this whole story just made me feel good about one not really liking Simon and Garfunkel, and two not feeling sorry for Garfunkel mm-hmm. about his spaceship size haircut and not being able to to make more money. I mean, I'm sure he has a raked in so much money but um what else did they talk about oh what i liked about that too though is that andrew just he came out with it and i'm going to apologize to aiden in advance but andrew came out with a good to art garfunkel in that episode he said fuck you (laughs) and i like a good heartfelt fuck you yeah i liked luke reading the article with such feeling and kind of playing the part Mm-hmm. And then, oh, he was and he was he playing said, the Art Garfunkel. Yeah, he uh, said, and did Sting sing the part? Did he sing it? Sting, <laughs> or was it Sting? Right. Oh, yeah, he was mad because because like Paul Simon, um, whether Still. or not Sting is a, a prick, he's obviously not as big a prick as his former partner Garfunkel. Right. He'll, and he he'll sing the songs with anybody except Art Garfunkel. Right. Because if you were walking down the street. You would know who Paul Simon is. Yeah, not the case with Art Garfunkel. Not really. Not unless you say, he really that guy teased has that really hair out. Weird hair. Yeah, and that would be it. If he was singing, you'd recognize him. Maybe. Do we even know if he still he still can? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Azteca next to Azteca across from East Lake is closed. Did you ever eat that one? I, d- I did for TV tail reasons. How many times? Tour de Terrible. Oh yeah. Miniature Tigers. Um, on the last. Radio day, so mm-hmm. three big. The last radio day, a bunch of us went there, ate there, and then stood in the parking lot with our. This is, sounds really nerdy as I'm telling it. Stood outside listening to of it coming out of our cars mm-hmm. and maybe crying a little bit, like a um, Lloyd Dobler moment. It's kind there. of us <laughs> as we're all s- singing um, "Don't Stop Believing." A doomed relationship. It's just the whole thing. Oh man, that makes me sad. I I ate there once. Emily and I ate there. We that was terrible. A, yeah, it was terrible. It was the first time that she visited me in Seattle, and we were gonna go on the nine o'clock hour with Luke and Addie, and we killed time by eating it mm-hmm. Azteca. And yeah, it was just terrible. And the best joke of the week, though from Luke was when he told Andrew because he was going to be going to the radio station. He says, "Well." Look into the hole that is Azteca, and you'll see Betty down there overcharging me for some chimichangas. <laughs> it's so true. I mean, that it's pretty common knowledge, but they they kept that place in business for a long time. Yeah, just in their own pre-show drinking habits and and eating habits or whatever. And mm. Cairo just filtering that in. Never even once. No. Free. Not, not even ten nope. percent. Huh? Nope. <laughs> um, oh, this put me my because uh, I took Pape by there to take a picture of the smoking hole that is the, the Azteca. <laughs> Was Betty it's there? not only it's not only the Azteca restaurant, but it's like they bought the next two properties. It's going to be one of these giant, probably condos. Yeah, or something. exactly. Yeah. So there won't be a restaurant coming back to that site, and it made me think because when I'm back here, I do a lot of driving around on the east side and in Seattle, and. I I was born in Bellevue. I grew up in Bellevue. I moved to Seattle when I went to college, and I never lived on the east side again until Redmond much later. But I, when I was living in and around Seattle, it was, from there, well, that point, it was always more or less Seattle proper. And 
driving around, I realized I'm not nostalgic for Bellevue at all because there's nothing left. Mm -hmm. It is gone. You know, the, my elementary school isn't what it is anymore. There was a Walmart in my neighborhood where, you know, that never... It used to be a Kmart, though. Yeah, yeah, but it, then it was closed for 20 years, and now it's a Walmart. And it was supposed to be a Costco. There mm -hmm. was all that... Yeah, a lot of NIMBY forth. bullshit going on. But, yeah, I drive around the east side, and there's really nothing there for me. But when I drive around Seattle, I get nostalgic, and that's because um, everything isn't changing because there's not enough room for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. like when you knock something down in Seattle, you usually have to put something up right there. When you knock something down in Bellevue, they knock down like four blocks and put up something that blocks the view of the thing that you remembered. Mm -hmm. So I find I find it more gratifying to hang around in Seattle than Bellevue, even though I grew up in Bellevue. And that doesn't surprise anybody who knows the ambiance of those two places. But usually you want to hang out where you grew up. I'm kind of done. I'm the same. I'm from Redmond. Yeah. The same thing. Yeah, there's nothing there for me when and I go back. It seems that every time I go, it's something is so different. Yeah. Have yeah. You, did you go through Redmond recently? No, I didn't they go through Redmond. They took out that one way. Remember how you had to right. go one way? Leary Way. I think yeah, that's is. out. Really? Yeah, it's it's different and it's now two lanes through the whole thing. How Four dare lanes. they? How dare they? A bunch of top pots and Jimmy John's. Oh no. Yeah. No. Okay. Now I'm getting <laughs> to, I'm going to cry again. That'll be Two times. Thursday, show 1870, unaccompanied major. This, this, uh, I was so tired, but I had to listen to yeah, this, this when we got in on Thursday night after Bush Garden. I'm listening, after Bush oh, Gardens, really? I'm listening to the show just because I know the cat roll happened. Can you take us through the, through, through the whole cat roll? Do you want to just let Andrew tell it? Do you, oh, that's our yeah. clip. Remember? Oh, yeah. Why don't we play the clip again? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good idea. <laughs> So um, I'm on the tarmac in uh, Los Angeles, California, and we're getting ready to take off. And then, <clears throat> you know, every now and then you'll hear the uh, flight attendant uh, say a name over the loudspeaker. And it's never been me in my life. And this time they're like, if passenger Andrew Walsh is on board, please hit your, you know, call button right now. So I'm like, oh, all right. And of what is going through your mind? Because, I mean... Usually, with your beard, I'd assume that you were on a no-fly list, but your your baby face, baby face Walsh today. Yeah, no. And then, so I hit my button, and a flight attendant comes up to me and says, "Sir, that is too much face." <laughs> and I said, "No, but I, I got this special uh, dispensation um, from the TSA." And they're like, "Sir, that no." Um, so a, a flight attendant comes over. I'm like, "Am I in the wrong seat?" And I like kind of give her my boarding pass, and she's like, "No, I don't think so. Just can I have your boarding pass for a second? I'm like, "I guess." What's going through my head to answer your question is I just, you know, I had to fly standby a lot when I was a younger person and I felt like I was, I was, nothing was secure until wheels were up, as I like to say. Like, I always felt like I could get bumped off a flight until the very last minute. So I'm kind of thinking like, well, this is a real flight. I'm not flying standby. Like, I, I deserve to be on this plane like anybody else. So they take my boarding pass, they go up to the front, and then they come back with a, a, a package for me. Okay, you're reaching into your uh, your little backpack here. What do you think of if if then they come over to you and they hand you? Do you want to describe this? What I'm holding? It's a Manila envelope. It's uh, uh, you know, sort of standard. It's bigger than a ma regular mailing envelope, but like the kind of thing you'd get your college rejection letter in. Well, I, I don't mean you. I mean right. uh, one no, could. No. 
It is true. Kent State, they only allow the best. And it says Andrew Walsh 26C on it. So that's my seat. But the way it's folded up, like it really felt like kind of a espionage sort of situation or maybe a walking paper situation. What are your what are your seatmates thinking? Cuz I've never have never experienced somebody getting paged over the intercom of the plane and then someone bringing them a nondescript package. Like did the people look at you like either wow this guy's a terrorist or this guy's baller status well the woman sitting directly to my left didn't speak a word of english and so she was um so i was kind of helping her with some other things as well how'd she get on the plane that sounds like a no fly list red flag all the way right i was out now i should mention i was already ringing the uh, the the uh, flight attendant uh, and she was canadian so <laughs> she she spoke accented english really. <laughs> right um she said a lot of oh la la's i don't know um no, so she doesn't speak English, so I don't know what's going through her head. The, the, I'm on the aisle seat, so the guy two away. I don't know if people are really noticing or not. But then I open up the package, and, I, and then it all starts to come together as the flight attendant says, This is from Will and Aiden. You know Will and Aiden. Will, our dear listener friend, Will, and his son, Aiden. Who okay, Will is a, is, a, is a pilot for that yes. very airline. Exactly. And so he is a pilot for... Um, for uh, for uh, maybe we shouldn't say the name of the airline. I don't know should. if it matters, but we'll just be. It's a it's an airline that you fly a lot in Seattle, and sometimes you go north up to the to the Yukon in Delta. We'll just yeah. say <laughs> Southwest. So anyway, so yeah, that that's the so Will is a Will was not flying the plane, but he had like figured out through his like network of computers that apparently only uh, airline pilots are privy to. He was able to track me down right down to the seat number and uh, he had a special care package from his son and uh, from him and inside the care package there are a bunch of nice notes but when you open it up it does make a sound like a cat roll. It's not working right now. It made, it cat rolled me on the plane a little bit too. It was, it had a recording of the Game of Thrones theme as meowed by a cat. Yes, but it doesn't seem to be working anymore. I, maybe the uh, metal detectors ended up ruining it on my way. Out. Or maybe it it's like a it's like a bee. You know the kind of bee that when it stings you it dies. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it might, it might have been like that. So anyway, that was all uh, very exhilarating for me, and I appreciated this care package. Um, and oh, Aiden did write in this. Sorry about the cat roll. It's just business. <laughs> And I want to read this, actually. Or actually, maybe it's safer since I'm driving. Can you please read the card from Aiden? So the card from Aiden on the front says, Hi, Andrew. Thank you for the shout-out on the pod cart. I had given him a shout-out. I believe on the Little Red Bandwagon I had given him a shout-out. Can't wait to see you at the game. That's the Mariners game tonight. Dad slash Will says the... The vid is for getting tired and emotional or getting some pastrami or bread crust. I, I don't know. I lost the thread. I think he there. means they gave you a gift card. I think he, card. I think he, that's a visa maybe because it's like a visa uh, gift card. Yes. Yes. So that's the gift card. And then when you open it up, it says, oh, ha, and, and getting a pig is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> There's a picture of a pig. And then it says fireball in big orange uh, letters. You mean fireball. Sorry. Fireball. And then it says, sorry about the cat roll. It's just business. So then you open it. Now, now let me let me ask. Uh, did you for for people that maybe are, are new to the show that some months or maybe even years ago now we got into this thing where 
I would try to make you angry by saying I was going to play some relevant piece of audio, and then I would just play this annoying cat singing the Game of Thrones thing. And our listeners started doing it, cat rolling you to sort of mess with you. This was like you're on an airplane, and someone brings you a package, and you open it, and then there's a card that's playing the sound. Was, was your feeling anger? Was your feeling? Did you feel honored? What was your emotional state while being cat rolled on an airplane on the tarmac at LAX? Honestly, I it, the pl- acoustics on planes are a little bit odd. I kind and I don't think I opened the card. I don't want to break Aiden's heart here, but I I don't think I realized it was a cat roll until I read the part about sorry about the cat roll. Then I was like, what cat roll? And then I opened it all the way, and I and I heard the cat roll. But I was also able at that point to kind of keep it closed. So I only got cat rolled for like a second or two. <laughs> and did you? Because I would think at that point you'd be like, well, let's let this fly. But your instinct to stop that song. However, however, sort of muddled the experience of you finding out that you were getting cat rolled was, you still just shut the card pretty quickly. Yeah, I just shut it pretty quickly. I mean, there's already a lot of attention on me at this point. <laughs> I've now spoken to two flight attendants who I kept saying, I just kept saying, "Am I in the wrong seat?" And then when they said, "Oh, this is a you know a gift from, from Will and Aiden," and the, and the one woman said, "I don't know what that means, but I'm just supposed to tell you this is from Will and Aiden." And I was like, "Oh, is Will flying the plane?" She's like, "No, nobody named Will is flying the plane." And I was like, "Well, I'm just glad I'm not in trouble." I just kept saying, "I'm just glad I'm not in trouble." Which I wasn't. And then, as I'm getting off the plane just now, that's why they stopped me. And, and the, the pilot of this plane, a fellow named Mark, who's L.A.-based, by the way, said, Will needs a photo of you on the plane. So he clears off a bunch of room for me in the cockpit, on the seat where people fly planes. Like, there's buttons all over the place. And I'm like, well, i got to be careful not to touch any of these buttons. He's like, don't worry about it. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> and I said, it's an airplane, right? He said, yeah, it's just an airplane. Yeah. And I was like, are you going to get in the photo with me? And he's like, no, just you in the cockpit seat. So that was a first for me. Oh, I didn't even tell you this. You know what else is in this package? What? A set of little wings that they give kids to pin on their jacket. Right, right. It's a true story. About five minutes before this is happening, I saw the kid in front of me had these wings, and I had this twinge of jealousy. I shit you not. And I was making fun of myself in my head for being like, don't be jealous of that kid's wings. You're almost 40. You don't need wings. But I was like, yeah, but it would be cool to have those wings. And then five minutes later, I'm presented with my own sense, my own set of wings. And then two hours later, I'm practically flying the plane. Wouldn't it be amazing, Andrew? If your time doing radio at Kent State, which led to your time doing radio in New Hampshire, which led to your time working in Seattle in public radio and then at Cairo and then having your own show and then becoming a part of TBTL and then becoming the permanent co-host of TBTL, wouldn't it be amazing if all of that was a long con up to the point where you were going to crash that motherfucking plane? He took it really well. Um, he always does, but this one, I, I don't know. We've reached into his car. We've gotten him at work. We've gotten him in a lot of places. But here, he was on vacation this time. Right. It seems like another step. We literally tracked down his seat number. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Will is going to send him the actual steps that were taken. Oh, really? I guess like the FedEx, how he sent it to the pilot and mm-hmm. yeah there were a lot of moving parts in this yes. and we had to burn a few agents which mm-hmm. you do when you have to do a really good 
yeah, cat roll. Call in your chits on this one. Yeah, so it's worth it. Yeah, I can't say I can't say that I I have a lot of resources left to me. The I might not be much used to the cabal anymore. Living in Austin, do we having have to burn my contacts? Do we have to murder you then? Is that how that works? It's possible. I think <laughs> what they call it is uh, what what's that show that comes on late at night? Um, it's about the guy who gets cut loose from the CIA. Burn notice. Oh, we have to burn notice. Yeah, <laughs> I get a burn. I get like twenty minute head start. <laughs> If you if you find me, I'm dead because right. I've used everything that I can for all the cat rolls to date. So I don't know. Um, we will get him again. I'm sure we'll get him again. But the be- my maybe favorite- laying low would be a good one. Of for now. course, of course. And he's not going to strike back, so we don't have to worry about that. But my favorite part of that whole thing is just three words. It's just business. <laughs> I want to know if Aiden came up with that by himself. If he did, genius. genius. (laughs) I think he did because he got so, after he talked to Andrew about it, he felt real, or before he he knew that it had happened, that it had been delivered, this is Aiden, he knew it had been delivered and he got such anxiety that Andrew was going to hate him or Mm -hmm. he was going to be mad. Um, Yeah. Which I think is healthy. If you're doing pranks, it's good to have those moments right. <laughs> once in a while. An attack of conscience on a prankster is not the worst thing to happen because sure. you might be stepping over the line and if no one's there to tell you, you might be cast as an asshole for the right. rest of your life. But in this case, Aiden, you were not. No. You were, it was it a very out. cute card, very sweet card. And yeah, they had a moment. And and who can resist that? those freckles? I mean, he could do... <laughs> He could, you know, steal your wife and steal your car and yeah. murder your dog. But those freckles, he could get away with it. Yeah, just a little shrug. Yeah. Just give me the shrug shoulders, yeah. right? Um, the the other things from Thursday that I wanted to make sure that, that we got. Actually, it was just one other thing I want to make sure we got. Andrew had a dune buggy growing up. Mm-hmm. He had an above-ground pool, unlimited number of Frisbees, dune bug. <laughs> And his dad loves Pitbull. I think Andrew's dad might be the original dude, bro. (laughs) I like it. I also wanted to see. So his parents got divorced when he was young. Yeah. And his dad's. Yeah, yeah. And they both started dating. Right. I bet that he was a dude, bro. And he wore the button up shirt way down Mm -hmm. to the chest hair to Mm -hmm. show a little bit. My dad was a different kind of dude, bro. He he sometimes had a necklace, <laughs> just a little one, and he almost always had some sort of a bracelet. Had a, always had a watch, mm-hmm. nice watch, and then on the other hand, a bracelet yeah. of some kind, which my dad can pull off. Me, no. Andrew's dad, I I don't know him, but I'm guessing mm, the dude, bro. Yeah, the dude- well, he was in Cleveland, so maybe there's a lower bar. Mm-hmm. To clear for dude bros, but he really just, um, I would have loved to have met him back in that day because I'm sure he's just mm-hmm. like a conservative old dude now. Right. But I mean, the important thing to note is that Andrew had dune bug, mo- dune bug money. Yeah. That's where he's they coming did. They from. had dune bug money, not two yeah. or three dune bug monies, which I think Luke has, but no, now. Yeah. But we heard the scooter incident. Right. That was troubling. It was troubling because. I need to know more. I want to sit down and ask questions because no one is talking about this car that hit a child. 
that's the person that should be in trouble. There was no mention of it, really. No. They, that's the, why I the need kid to know. got hit, and then nothing else in the story about who was responsible, except for Luke and his sister. Yeah, because I don't necessarily... Luke shouldn't have been in trouble because his sister got hit. He should have been in trouble because he was told to do something. He promised he would, and then he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And he put her in danger. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't sound like Luke. <laughs> Sorry. But the fact that she was hit by a car, and we don't know what happened with that car. Did the people bring them? Bring yeah, her? Yeah. To the end, Uncle? Or did they she, back over her and leave. Did she drag the scooter all the way a couple miles to the mm-hmm. end, Uncle's house? I need to know more. Yeah. Yeah. Every once in a while, this this should be a segment for you, Christy, because every once in a while, you really need to know more. You I go do. into full prosecuting attorney. Yeah. yeah. You want to get them on the stand. Yeah. Which sister was it? Hannah? Hannah? I only we, know we the name of like Hannah. two. I'll I'll get the name okay. if we really want to if we really want to do it we'll get them on and get all the details because yeah when, sometimes when I don't get the details I want on a story I get mad about it yeah too um let's see what else happened there on on Thursday of course they are they're they're full on in the body image thing you know they're going to show up to the game as the fat twins on the <laughs> motorbikes the image oversized of that, t-shirts the image of that was pretty great yeah. but they're self-consciousness is is up in a tizzy yeah it's, just, it's at a record high yes um and you know andrew had it i think because he had shaved his beard and mm-hmm. he kept it shaved for the event so he's like you know a man a without his face hider for the first social yeah. event i don't blame him for that i he ate a gallon of ice cream the night before yes he did he put on tonight shoes and he went to 7-eleven and but <laughs> seems like something jeremy would a do a gallon of ice cream though isn't did a he, gallon the tub yeah it's the big one like a big round tub. Yeah. Is a ga- yeah. Nobody eats a gallon of ice cream except pig. Okay. You eat I, a half gallon, maybe a pint. Sure. A pint. Almost anybody can take down a pint if they're really depressed. But a half gallon, I doubt it. And a full gallon, there's no way. That's, this is another thing I need more questions. Mm-hmm. First, what flavor was it? Two, did you eat it all? He didn't say if he ate it all. He just said he went to the store and got a gallon of ice cream. Okay. Yeah. You know? So did he eat... And I don't think 7-Eleven sells gallons of ice cream. That's more of a that's more of a grocery yeah. store thing. Did he go to a grocery store? Was it actually I think he a said gallon? 7-11. How much did he eat? Yeah. Did he finish it off the next day? How how many hours did it take him to eat this? Because if he's up for another 6 hours and he's just taking, you know, a bite every 10 minutes and he goes, you know, you, as you do in the freezer, oh, just really? one taster bite. Yeah, I don't do and that. Then come back. But you're not like really a sweets person, but right? But here's, here's my jam though. You got to take it out of the freezer and let it, give it about 15, 20 minutes. Because if I really want to take down that ice cream, it's, <laughs> it needs to be a it's hard work <laughs> unless you set it out It needs for to be ice cream while. soup. But there's a problem with that too, because it, sometimes you'll set it out and then like a good human being, you'll just say, ah, I'm tired. I'm just going to mm-hmm. bed. Then you go to bed and in the morning you've ruined Said, a gallon oh, of ice cream. Stupid. Not a gallon. I'm talking about pints. Oh, well, because he, he could have done it if he's up for, you know, four or five hours and he takes a bite every five, ten minutes, just goes in there like, oh, I guess you're ice cream buddies. Pay. I've never heard of this technique. I like that though. Yeah. And, and yeah, you could conceivably take down a lot more ice cream if you're spreading it out over many hours. Mm-hmm. Um, Friday, 1871, peripathetic. 
Phyllis is there for the whole show. They're there. They do it at in a restaurant near Pike Place Market because Pike's they, Place. Pike's Place Market Pike's <laughs> near Pike Places Market. There's a million ways tourists screw it up, and yeah. it's it's right there. It's not like it's a secret what the name is. It's right. It's all over. Oh, mm-hmm. drives me nuts. Um, I like. I used to walk there. Um, I was half a mile away from there when I worked downtown, and I would just walk there for lunch or just needing to get out. And people would stand in front of there and ask me if I knew where Pike's Market was. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, because <laughs> they, because they found Pike Place Market, and that's right. not what they're <laughs> that's looking not for. not what they're looking for. Right. I, I usually say, fish at you're here, the-, the fish are over there, because yeah. that's what they're there for, right? Right. They want the fish. Um. So they, it's too loud where they are. They're in the park that's on the north end of it, and they just go in a restaurant. And this is the first time, and Jeremy was mentioning this tonight when we let him talk. We have a 10-minute period before we start where we let him talk. And he mentioned that they, that Andrew was just wielding the microphone, and it it just seemed to me like, you knew Phyllis was going to be there. There's no third microphone there. It just was odd. Yeah. To me. Because Phyllis was invited. I saw the email where she was invited to be there. Mm-hmm. So there was certainly going to be three people doing a podcast. Maybe that's how they want to do it. That's Maybe that's their mobile. Oh, Phyllis is my man on the street. I guess that eliminates people talking over each other. True. Just two people. It's like the Those talking, ultimate talking stick. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to sit there like an asshole till someone points a mic yeah. to you. And if Andrew was feeling a little hostility towards Luke, he just doesn't ever put it. The microphone tip. Right. Hey, um, I this this show on Friday, as groggy as I was, I I was able to sharpshoot Luke, and I hope you. I was hoping he wasn't going to be able to correct himself before before we got on because I was going to sharpshoot him. He was talking about how in rap, uh, some rappers say "lady cop," mm-hmm. um, as if it's you know all right to say "lady cop," and he said that where he'd heard that was in Slick Rick's children's story. He had not heard that. I love children's story, but there's no lady cop mentioned in there. Where I think he got that was Sir Mix-a-Lot's One Time's Got No Case. Mm-hmm. And I I was going to be really embarrassed for him because he's friends with Sir Mix-a-Lot. And if you steal one of his references and uh, give it to Slick Rick, I mean, sure, Slick Rick is great, great artist, but... I don't know. It was one of the few times that I felt smart listening to the show. Felt smart about music anyway. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. this hit my sweet spot of, of rap music that I happened to know something about until the door slammed shut in about 1993. Um, so, yeah, I was feeling pretty good. I was, you know, walking around the hotel room feeling good. And then Marianne woke up and said, what are you doing? So um, Luke got back on Facebook. And I'm not even clear exactly why. Was it because he was gonna, they were going to be doing the... Because he wanted to um, announce that there's going to be the Mixler site. The, right, the in-game broadcast mm-hmm. thing. That and they, he doesn't know how to do it any other way. Okay, so he jumped back on and he promoted that. And he mm-hmm. said that just in the few hours he was on, it reminded him of all the reasons that he mm-hmm. doesn't do it anymore. And that's people posting pictures of him that he doesn't like. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I and, mean, there's a whole site dedicated to trying to post terrible pictures of him now. Right. <laughs> The Buchler Bank. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah. And and if you were ever going to be sensitive about your picture being taken as a 10 or as a host of that or any other podcast related to that, this is a good week 
to take off of Facebook because we were on there a lot. Mm-hmm. And you were. I think yeah, I was on more than more than you. And I had to let go and let God and just say, Okay, well, I can't take down a picture after twenty five people have liked it. Yeah. It's just it's, All the pictures it belongs of you to the world. Really now. Good. Well, thank you. But yeah. I don't think so and I okay. don't want the pictures up. But I don't stop people from taking them and I don't stop them from putting them up and I won't take them down. But it doesn't get into my feelings as much as it gets into Luke's feelings. Because I think Luke, here's, I'm just going to say it. I think Luke thinks he's good looking and I don't think I'm good looking. So that makes a difference. I'd rather not look at a picture of myself, just not because it hurts my image of myself. It's just because I don't look in mirrors just because I don't like how I look. So why do I want to look at a picture of it? If you want to look at it, I'm fine with it. It doesn't embarrass me. Oh, because I know that's what I look like. Mm-hmm. That's the weird thing about the picture thing. It's like, you want to take these pictures down. Like, uh, what are you saying? You look like that. <laughs> you looked like that in that second. Yes. They saw you. This is, you're not, yeah. you're not like taking it away from the world. They saw you and they would recognize you again, looking just as haggard as you did in the photo. Mm-hmm. So that was a weird deal. The, the thing on, um, Friday, the, what they wound up with, which I enjoyed was the listener email about the, the, the pierced <laughs> septum. Phyllis was really upset about the oh pierced gosh, septum. What did she say? You, you your have friends, nose. your friends, um, <laughs> status of, as a piercer should not, uh, apprenticeship should not determine whether right. you're going to do it. It was an amateur nose piercing that this person mm-hmm. was going to get. A septum piercing, not just the side of the nose. We're talking the septum. Yes. Which is... Oh, it's making my nose yeah, hurt. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to make... I'm going to make another watering. gross noise again in a minute. Um, But yeah, I think that was like the funniest section of the whole <laughs> week was when they were... Just that great. last 10 minutes when they were talking about that email. So if you're just listening to us for your TBTL, uh, definitely go back and listen to the last part of mm-hmm. Friday. Did you have anything else for Friday? Um, I just agree. I think a simple nose mm-hmm. piercing. Um, I'll I'll lean towards a little bit on a a lip or an eyebrow, but anything else. If you're getting your cheeks or uh, this thing, do you know this one? What's that one? She's pointing to her upper lip, like where a Jeremy? mustache would be. What's it called? Jeremy's not allowed to talk, and he's taking it very seriously. What? What's this called? Piercing. It's called a Monroe. I hate that. A Monroe? Mm-hmm. Is that is that because, because of the of penitentiary here? No, because of the mole. Marilyn Monroe. Oh, okay. I thought it was just something <laughs> like this. You went straight to jail. Yeah, okay. of course. I hate that I'd piercing. I'd hate to know where the Walla Walla piercing is. <laughs> Jesus. No. That could be bad. Um, do you have anything else? I don't else? get genital piercing. I oh, don't understand no. any of it. No. So. No. No, nothing else. All right. Well, then. Um, I think it was long enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how to get involved, go to littleredbandwagon.com. I, I think Christy told people to fill out the form about 100 times this week. Mm-hmm. So if that hasn't been clear, fill out the form. Uh, we, we've been all over Facebook this week. Post your pictures of the meetup. Post a picture of me. I know what I look like. It's okay. Um, personal Twitters at Drew McFrizz at Kissy Eyes, K-I-S-S-I-Y-E-S. Got it. Show Twitter at LRB Podcast. Email us littleredbandwang at gmail.com. If you want to sharpshoot us, uh, tell us what poor hosts we were at the, uh, at the meetup. Do it there because I don't want it in public. Voicemail or text 
to 802-432-TBTL, 802-432-8285. Nerd Out Loud does not have a show this week, and I take responsibility for that because I've been squatting in their house for several nights making sure that no Nerd Out Loud got done. What are you coming back with next week? Do you have a plan? No. Just a lot of interesting stories that have happened to us. A lot of insider stuff that's been happening. Yeah, we have a new segment we're going to be releasing. Okay. <laughs> Glad I asked you about that one. <laughs> uh, take down this week. We had Sister Mo up to the house here in Everett, and uh, we we talked about her online dating or lack thereof. Uh, also got some stories from Jeremy and Mo about their worst living conditions that they've ever experienced. Can I come on and tell mine? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. With with what Matt's pulling, um, we're going to need to okay. have people just rolling <laughs> off the bench. So don't even worry about it. You'll get your... Big Hero 6 must be really interesting. Yeah. Big Hero 6. Um, I've never seen a person lose themselves in a movie so, so much <laughs> as Matt in Big Hero 6. His son doesn't even like it anymore. He's humoring Matt at this point. It's like how people, kids watch Frozen over and over again yeah. and parents just want to murder themselves. Yeah. That's what you just set Matt. You just set Matt down in front of Big Hero Six. Give him some goldfish crackers. Yeah. You'll you will not hear from him for hours. <laughs> but you gotta gotta make him go potty, right? Because... <laughs> so that's what what's going on on the Takedown Podcast this week. It's time for uh, Christy to bring the show to pull the little red bandwagon into the garage, <laughs> unload that wagon. Um, it's time for a glass of Chateau Saint-Michel, maybe a barbiturate, and Christy, that's all I have. What do we got, uh, what do we got going on next week here on the LRB, Christy? We're hoping to have Aiden on mm-hmm. if bedtimes, Mike's bedtime and Aiden's bedtime don't overact or mm-hmm. they need to not overlap with each other. Yeah. And if that happens, then we'll have him on. Well, I, th- I say whether or not you still have him on. If it's just you, have him on. We need to have him on and talk about that cat room. Okay. For sure. So that's happening. Okay. And we'd like to announce a contest. Yes. I have four shirts from the Mariners game that we're going to give out. And how you get how you enter is... To fill out the form on littleredbandwagon.com. If you've already entered, you're, you're already entered. If you've already filled out the form, you've entered. Right. And, and, and we mean that. You don't have to go back just to, inc- you, entering again will not give you a no. second entry. Yeah. One. We count entry. everybody, even people that have already been on the show. I know it would piss people yes. off if they win, but this is a real thing. We're going to choose it randomly. Yes. And so don't be mad. If uh, Phyllis gets the t-shirt. Now, if you already have one and you want to be taken out mm-hmm. of consideration, you can email me. Yeah. Just okay. do a contact me and that'll get figured out. So we will do that drawing. What do you think? Let's give everybody a week. Week. Okay. So next. You have until next Monday. Okay. Next Monday is the drawing. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll put the winners up on our Facebook page. Absolutely. And uh, what sizes do you have? <laughs> They were weird sizes there, don't you think? I don't know. I just I just said give me the give me the moo moo. Okay, so they I have two double XL. Okay. XL and then a medium. All right. So big guys, don't even worry about it. Get in there. We got something for you. Um so yeah, so a contest. It's our first contest. It's I'm excited. First contest. 
You know what? I'm a little sad I can't enter. <laughs> You're a contest enter. She's a contest enter. I like to, I like to win. To be the, the, I know it's painful, but I you actually have to give the stuff like away. Yeah. All right. Until next time, this is the next party. And we love you, Jan, and we missed you. He'll just go right in those underalls. It's just. <laughs> we got to take a break here while Christy, he, she's, she's laying down. She's half asleep. She couldn't come up with the new segment. She's having trouble with this. And the problem is, is right now is when I was going to throw it to her. So that's a big problem. So, because she had something that she wanted to mention, and so she started gesturing at me wildly while I was talking, and I had to stop. And then, okay, so I think she's ready. Um, (laughs) nailed it.